It's a beautiful day in Middle Tennessee. Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 28th day of February, the very last day in this month, this short month, mind you. But I'm so glad that you're here. It's my honor to be here with you, and we're going to finish this month strong together today in the Word. And then tomorrow, we'll turn the page and start a brand new month together in the Word. What a great way to start the month together individually and in community than to be in the Word of God. But for now, we'll stay present in this moment on this last day of February. We're going to continue in the book of Numbers today reading chapters 11, 12, and 13. This week, we're reading the new international version. Numbers, chapter 11. Now the people complained about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord, and when he heard them, his anger was aroused. Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. And the people cried out to Moses, He prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. So that place was called Tabirah, because fire from the Lord had burned among them. The rabble with them began to crave other food, and again the Israelites started wailing and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic— But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything with this manna. The manna was like coriander seed and looked like resin. The people went around gathering it and then ground it in a hand mill or crushed it in a mortar. They cooked it in a pot or made it into loaves and it tasted like something made with olive oil. When the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance to their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry, and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, Why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised an oath to their ancestors? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me, give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. If I have found favor in your eyes, And do not let me face my own ruin. The Lord said to Moses, Bring me seventy of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting, that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take some of the power of the Spirit that is on you and put it on them. They will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. Tell the people, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. The Lord heard you when you wailed, if only we had meat to eat, we were better off in Egypt. 
Now the Lord will give you meat, and you will eat it. You will not eat it for just one day, or two days, or five, ten, or twenty days, but for a whole month, until it comes out of your nostrils, and you loathe it, because you have rejected the Lord who is among you, and have wailed before him, saying, Why did we ever leave Egypt? But Moses said, Here I am among six hundred thousand men on foot, and you say, I will give them meat to eat for a whole month? Would they have enough if flocks and herds were slaughtered for them? Would they have enough if all the fish in the sea were caught for them? The Lord answered Moses, Is the Lord's arm too short? Now you will see whether or not what I say will come true for you. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with him, and he took some of the power of the Spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. When the Spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but did not do so again. However, two men whose names were Eldad and Medad had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go out to the tent. Yet the Spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide since youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Then Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. Now a wind went out from the Lord and drove quail in from the sea. It scattered them up to two cubits deep all around the camp as far as a day's walk in any direction. All that day and night and all the next day the people went out and gathered quail. No one gathered less than ten homers. Then they spread them out all around the camp. But while the meat was still between their teeth and before it could be consumed, the anger of the Lord burned against the people and he struck them with a severe plague. Therefore the place was named Hebroth Hatava, because there they buried the people who had craved other food. From Kilbroth Hatava, the people traveled to Hezeroth and stayed there. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? they asked. Hasn't he also spoken through us? And the Lord heard this. Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. At once the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, Come out to the tent of meeting, all three of you. So the three of them went out. Then the Lord came down in a pillar of cloud. He stood at the entrance to the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam. When the two of them stepped forward, he said, Listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions. I speak to them in dreams. But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly, and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? 
the anger of the Lord burned against them and he left them. When the cloud lifted from above the tent, Miriam's skin was leprous. It became as white as snow. Aaron turned toward her and saw that she had a defiling skin disease. And he said to Moses, Please, my Lord, I ask you not to hold against us the sin we have so foolishly committed. Do not let her be like a stillborn infant coming from its mother's womb with its flesh half eaten away. So Moses cried out to the Lord, Please, God, heal her. The Lord replied to Moses, If her father had spit in her face, would she not have been in disgrace for seven days? Confine her outside the camp for seven days. After that, she can be brought back. So Miriam was confined outside the camp for seven days, and the people did not move on till she was brought back. After that, the people left Hezroth and encamped in the desert of Paran. The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. These are their names. From the tribe of Reuben, Shamua, son of Zekur. From the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, son of Horai. From the tribe of Judah, Caleb, son of Jephunneh. From the tribe of Issachar, Egal, son of Joseph. From the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, son of Nun. From the tribe of Benjamin, Peltai, son of Raphul. From the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, son of Sodai. From the tribe of Manasseh, a tribe of Joseph, Gedai, son of Susai. From the tribe of Dan, Emil, son of Gemalah. From the tribe of Asher, Sether, son of Michael. From the tribe of Naphtali, Nebai, son of Vafsi. From the tribe of Gad, Gul, son of Mekai. These are the names of the men Moses sent to explore the land. Moses gave Hoshea, son of Nun, the name Joshua. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Rahab toward Libo Hamath. They went up through the Negev and came to Hebron, where Ahaman, Sheshai, and Telmei, the descendants of Anak, lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they reached the valley of Eshkol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. 
they gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. So if maybe you're thinking, boy, that didn't take them long before they started complaining about what they actually had to eat, you would be correct and you would win the right to be right, I suppose. Uh, it didn't take long before what they actually had to eat was not sufficient for them. They would rather go back to slavery, being enslaved in Egypt, than to eat what they were eating. Because at least while they were enslaved, they could eat meat. And maybe if you're like me, you hear this, and it just reminds me of a time, uh, those deals that I made with God. If you just do this, then I will forever do this for you or do this as a result of me getting what I want and then forgetting the deal altogether at the second that I was given what I prayed for, what I asked for. All deals are off the table once it is that we get the thing that caused us to make the deal in the first place. I think if we're just being honest, we can be every bit as guilty as the children of Israel in the story. And then we move right along in the story where, where God reveals to Moses the next territory it is that they will take, but not until they scout it out first. And so we see that leaders from the tribes are gathered and sent in to spy in the land. But this is not just a land. This is the promised land. This is what pacts and covenants were made from generation to generation to generation. And this is the promise of all promises. And this is also a reminder that with a hefty promise and a hefty covenant and a hefty pact comes hefty opposition or challenge. And so the challenge is made. Go and scout the land. Tell us what the land is like. Tell us what the soil is like. Tell us what grows there. And tell us what the people are like. 
come back and report. We'll execute a plan. And that is done. And all but two men, Joshua and Caleb, believe that they can take the land. We should also take an internal look here at this part of the story. How often do we let the voice of opposition cause us to surrender to that which is promised to us by God? Do we know what we're believing for? Do we know what we believe that he's promised to us? Do we know the task at hand? We do not always know the plan or the plan of execution. And even if we do know the plan, the course of action, we still must trust him day by day, minute by minute, until that plan comes to completion. But yet, so many times, we cave to the voice of opposition instead of fighting knowing that greater is he knowing that if God has called us to it who can stand against us it doesn't mean that opposition isn't hard it is hard many times it's hard and we don't like hard we reach gravitate towards the easy the comfortable but God didn't promise us easy or comfortable. But he did promise to be with us every step of the journey, especially in the hard. And we must remember that we must cling to the promises knowing that it will be hard. It will be opposed. And sometimes we lose the battle a couple of times, but it doesn't mean we've lost the war. And so we pause here today, ending knowing that the land was scouted, the land was surveyed, and we even have a report that's not terribly hopeful. But yet we have two men that will rise above the voice of opposition. And so we'll pause there today and we will see how the story continues tomorrow. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for this opportunity to stop and take internal inventory in our own hearts, to pause for a moment and to see where we have made some deals with you and perhaps we have not held up our end of the deal that we made with you. We so quickly and easily forget what you have brought us out of, where we have been set free, and we sometimes walk right back into that thing that had us captive. It's our own doing. It doesn't require anybody else. Nobody else can even be blamed for it sometimes. Sometimes it's our own selves. So, Father, we stand before you here today with this reminder cognizant 
of the role that we play in our own story sometimes. Sometimes we are the voice, our own voice of opposition. If we dig a little deeper, maybe we would note that it's because of our own self-sabotage that we have not walked into the fullness of the things that you have for us. But I thank you, God, that you hear our repentance. You hear our sorrow. You hear our remorse, our regret, our admission. And you meet us where we are. And I thank you for that. Help us to walk freely into that which you have called us to do. Confidently, boldly, knowing that it will be hard, but we do not walk alone. We thank you for that. And we praise you. We pray this now in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible. That is home base. You're here at Chronological, but if you're like, what is this thing all about? There's a whole thing that's connected to Chronological. Daily Audio Bible is the website. Take a look around and maybe you'll be a double dabber. If you're not, listen to my husband, Brian, who founded the Daily Audio Bible 18 years ago, uh, who reads Old Testament, New Testament, Proverbs, and Psalm every day and does a beautiful job guiding us through the land of the Bible. If you would like to partner with us, thank you so much for your partnership. We could not do this without you. If you are giving by mail, DABPO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174, or hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner of your mobile app. Also, look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in, several different ways for you to do so. 800 583-2164 or once again utilizing that mobile app hit the red circle button at the top right hand corner you have two minutes on the prayer line hit send turn the wheel over to chronological and it will get to the right place that's going to do it for me today I'm Jill we'll turn the page together tomorrow and I look forward to it every day it's truly a joy and an honor to be here with you until then Love one another. Dearest Papa, please be with Jody and her separated husband. She believes there's some demonic activity with her husband going on. He's he's angry with her all the time because she's following you and listening to the dab. And he's rejected you. And he's oh my oh my goodness, dear Papa, please be with him. Call him back to you. Cast out whatever needs to be cast out. And call him back to you so that he's safe to be around. Bring this family back together. I'm begging you, dearest Papa. You know what it's like. I know what it's like for a family to not be safe when the dad is not safe to be around. Please be with 
be with his family. Please make this dad come back to you. Call him back to you, please, dear Papa. Jody, this is your friend Adrian in Maryland. We love you and we're behind you and we're praying for you. Good morning, family. It is Simone calling in and it is February 20th. And I'm not sure why I'm doing this, but I'm wise enough to know that everything that happens or we do is not just for our benefit. Today, February 20th, would be my baby sister's 45th birthday, and it is her 45th heavenly birthday. For those of you that are not familiar with my story, five years ago, 24 days on March 16th, um, 2018, 24 days after my sister's 45th birthday, she transitioned to glory from breast cancer. This is the first year that I didn't spend crying. And after four years of praying and asking God for clarity and understanding about why he chose to allow my sister to transition, I think I finally have an answer. The weekend I spent with my sister before she transitioned, she prayed over me feverishly, and I didn't understand it, but I believe now what happened was she passed the mantle on of prayer to me. My sister was an amazing prayer warrior, an amazing woman of God, and as a result of her transition, I had to learn to go to God for myself, and it made me an amazing uh, prayer warrior and intercessor. So I thank God. Um, for giving me an understanding of why he allowed it to happen because now I'm a stronger person in prayer and I thank my sister for the legacy of prayer and faith that she left behind. I'll never forget the pain in my father's eyes watching his daughter be lowered into the ground and I pray that whoever this is for that God will bring you peace and clarity in the midst of your loss. Love you. Good morning, guys. This is Gina from California. Uh, my husband is healing nicely from the surgery on his back. Uh, just keep praying for the, the lump on his shoulder. It was 10 centimeters, but it has grown um, since it was last checked. So just pray he's able to get the surgery he needs quickly and efficiently and that there'll be no complications. Also, um, please pray for my shot. Just pray that um, the people that are trying to hinder us, the ones that are trying to disturb and change our atmosphere, the ones that are trying to abuse us and use us, please um, pray to keep those people away from our doors. We had this one homeless man who has been coming in. He He's obviously, like, he's on drugs. He's not in his right mind. He is starting to harass customers. He's not one to listen, listen to us when we ask him to, to leave quietly and peacefully. I had to call the cops on him, which I hate doing that. So please pray that he um, will not try and come into our shop anymore and that he will find the help he needs um, elsewhere. But thank you, God, that you are blessing um, our business because is, this is our income. <laughs> we just pray just peace over the shop and that it is protected and covered because this man does make me um, nervous when he does come around. So just pray for me to have strength to be able to deal with him and for him to not come through our doors. All right, thank you guys. Hello, my DABC family, and this is Chicago Peg. 
calling in for a couple of our wonderful dabbers. And for a new dabber, uh, Timothy Stromberger, I believe you said your name is. Uh, Timothy, you have shared that you were a youth pastor and that you're struggling with sexual sin. And you're asking for prayer for that. So I lift you up, Timothy. And I know you are newly married, as you shared that on the call, relatives newly wed. And Timothy, I'm lifting you up that you will be strong in the Lord. For the Lord knows your heart. And as you continually look to him, put your trust in him, find your strength in our Lord, that you have our Deb family lifting you up in prayer, holding you up and praying that you find your strength daily and look to the Lord and look to your wonderful wife whom you love. So we pray this, Timothy, in the wonderful name of Jesus. And I'm praying also for the gal, forgive me as I could not hear your name, but uh, you were originally from the country of Nigeria, now living in the UK, and you asked for prayer for your country. And even though the elections have already occurred, I'm praying with you uh, for your country of Nigeria that the Lord will lead the right person and protect your people and praying with you and your family, your DAB family prays with you and we love you. I love when I hear you pray as you call in. So my DAB family, Chicago Peg signing off, always praying for you every day because I love you. Thank you and bye.